Hey everyone, welcome to Homer's Dope Nuts, a weekly Simpsons podcast where I, the Simpsons guy, and my co-host, El Ray, discuss and review every episode of The Simpsons ever made. We break down the episodes, discuss some of the references, and try to connect our younger listeners with the Simpsons family and how life has changed since the inception of the show over 30 years ago. We hope you enjoy it and provide feedback as we're always looking for ways to improve the show. Hi, everybody, and welcome back for another episode of Homer's Dump Nuts. As always, I am your host, The Simpsons Guy, and I'm joined by El Ray. Hoi, uh, hoi, everybody. Looking forward to this uh, Christmas season? Yeah, I actually am. Yeah. Me and my wife are having a good old time watching a bunch of uh, holiday baking shows. Nice. Yeah. You know what? That sounds like fun. I might it is, yeah. That. That's pretty cool. Yeah, because then you get ideas. Well, yeah. she gets ideas. There you go. <laughs> desserts she might want to make for us after watching football. That sounds great. Exactly. I might have to go over soon. Those happen. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, she's even going to try making cookies now also. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Totally uh, ginger snap cookies and snickerdoodles. Yes. Mm, yeah. Snickerdoodle. You can't go wrong with snickerdoodles. No, you cannot. Especially in the holiday season. Mm-hmm. With that abuelita chocolate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you don't know, guys, find out. Yes. Please do yourself a favor. Yep. Anyway, that's enough nonsense. We are here to talk about the next episode in the Simpsons saga which happens to be titled The Itchy and Scratchy and Poochie Show. And it's the 14th episode in the 8th season, and it aired February 9th of 1997. Now, if you remember, I guess uh, I did a boo-boo and I forgot to publish the other episode. Yeah. I used bu- barely published it last Tuesday, this Tuesday. But that episode aired February 7th, and this aired two days after. And that is very weird. I've been trying to find out why this happened. I can't find out. I'm guessing they were going to air The Sound of Music or some Mary Poppins or something. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if anybody knows, please, please, please let us know. Yes. If anybody's a bigger nerd than us about this and actually knows why two days between episodes. Uh-huh. Inquiring minds want to know. Yes, very much so. All right. So we're going to start off with the traditional... Uh, Chalkboard and or couch gags. Yes, so no chalkboard gag, right? Okay, so this one's been back and forth. Right? Yeah. They've had them, they haven't. Okay. But we do have a recycled couch gag. Now, um, it's one that I like and I know it's one that the Simpsons guy hates because it is the couch gag where the family sits on the couch, but it is a parody, right? It looks like the album cover of uh, the Beatles album, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Yeah. yeah, I like it. Uh, it's good that you do because their music sucks, <laughs> especially yes. when they're trying to be all edgy and stuff. As as uh, we've said before, yes, the Simpsons guy is a fan of many things, but not a fan of the Beatles. Yeah, I can't say that I am. And I will say that I I am not a super super fan of the Beatles. I do like the Beatles, but. I don't think I've known anyone that hates the Beatles as much as the Simpsons guy. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> now, I will say this. I do enjoy their music when somebody else does it. Yeah. 
And his favorite part of the Beatles song is at the end when everybody shuts the hell up, right? Exactly, <laughs> yes. But anyway, so yes, right. that is our recycled cup. All right, so this episode is going to open up on stage at the Krusty the Clown show. And he says, I hope you enjoyed my one-man pie fight, kids. He's got it on him, right? Yeah. So like, he's got it on him. Can you imagine just pieing yourself over and over for minutes? No, I don't yeah. want to do that. No. <laughs> but anything for a lap, right? Yeah. So then he goes on to introduce the itchy and scratchy cartoon, Why Do Fools Fall in Lava? Which is, of course, a play on Why Do Fools Fall in Love. Okay, so we see Scratchy as a tourist visiting a volcano, right? It's got a bungee jump. And I guess, uh, of course, Itchy is operating the bungee jump, right? Imagine the insurance on that operation. Holy crap. Yeah. It's going to be insane. Mm -hmm. And so he pays for the jump, Scratchy. Mm -hmm. And uh, then Itchy basically just slashes his open with a knife, right? You see all his insides. And he ties his intestines to the railing. Then he pushes him over the edge, right? So that's going to be the bungee cord. Yep. But his fall is broken by his said entrails, mm -hmm. and he stops right before the lava. Okay. Uh, is it, uh, Itchy, Itchy doesn't like this. No, he doesn't. Yeah, he has like a disappointed face, right? Uh-huh. And uh, he inserts a funnel into Scratchy's intestine, right? And he's pouring gas into it. And so Scratchy's trying to cover his mouth to keep any of the liquid from coming out, but eventually... His face swells up, his cheeks swell up with all the fluid, and he lets the gasoline burst out of his mouth, and of course, with the heat of the volcano, it lights him on fire, and he is vaporized, right? Yes, and instantly after this, this is where they cut back to the Simpsons kids all the time, right? Yes. And they're always, always laughing their ass off. Maniacally. Uh-huh. But when they do it this time, there's nobody in front of the TV. Mm -hmm. No one. Maggie is, I'm sorry, Marge walks through the living room and she sees the TV is on, but the room's empty and she finds the kids eating cereal in the kitchen. And she says, you're missing the itchy and scratchy show. Don't you like it anymore? And Lisa's uh, reading the back of the crusty cereal box, right? Mm -hmm. Frosty crusty. Right? Yes, frosty. Right. And she says, sure, we love it. But how can you watch TV when it's so beautiful out? And it actually is a nice day outside. Yes, you it can is. see through the window, right? And Bart's like, well, yeah, Mom. I mean, we love you and Dad, too. But God knows we don't need to see you every day. <laughs> <laughs> and Marge says, and Marge tells him, an occasional hug is all I ask. And she hugs him, right? Yep. And Bart, you know, he doesn't like it. He says, Mom, you can hug me when I'm asleep. And she says, I do. Ah! <laughs> That's hilarious. Bro. Yep. And so we cut to the Krusty studio, right? Uh -huh. And uh, Krusty is just groaning, right? And we see uh, Roger Myers Jr. step in. Right? Mm -hmm. He says, hey, Krusty, you look great. Get your teeth bleached. And Krusty's like, yeah, it's, it's a new kind of polymer treatment. Hey, shut up. You're here because your itchy and scratchy cartoons are stinking up my ratings. Look at this breakdown of yesterday's rating. Right, and he points at the graph uh, on top on his wall, right? And you see the ratings plummet exactly at 420. Do you think this is a stoner joke? Of course it is. It's got to be, right? Would you, would you expect anything less from the Simpsons writers? 
No, I would not. And there's another stoner joke later on in the episode, All right. which I'll point out. Okay. Yes. So, yes, of course it is on this one. Uh-huh. And so Meyer's like, what happened here? Did lightning hit the transmitter? And Krusty's like, see, that's what I thought too. But then, hey, hey, shut up. Uh-huh. <laughs> so he's trying to manipulate Krusty, which is, you know, bravo. He did a pretty good job for a while. Uh-huh. Right? And so, <clears throat> and that is actually when the show is just doing bad. And Meyer says, but... Itchy and Scratchy is critically acclaimed. Chris is like, acclaimed? Bah! I ought to replace it right now with a Chinese cartoon where the robots turn into blangwads. <laughs> right? But yeah. he says... So they kind of have a little back and forth there, but... He says he won't do it because he's a lazy, lazy man. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But he's willing to give them another chance. Right? Yes. But he yells at Myers. He's like, get out! Don't come back till you fix Itchy and Scratchy. And Myers walks out and he slams the door, right, so hard that it comes off the hinges and it shatters the window. And then we hear uh, the, the receptionist outside of Krusty's office go, okay, Mel, you can go in now. Yeah, Krusty's not in a good mood, right? Yeah. So Mel comes in, he's like, Krusty, I've come to solicit donations for the Rock and Roll Museum. And, and he stops because Krusty's just stink-eyeing him yep. bad, right? He's like, uh, I'll come back later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so next thing we know, we're at the Springfield Mall, and Marge is there with the three kids. He's like, I need to purchase a brassiere. You kids wait over here in the credit department. <laughs> Square. Yes. Square. I'm sure the kids know that you need a bra, Marge. He's like, come on. Man. Yeah. And so Marge is like, uh, can't we just wander around and meet you back here later? And Marge's like, hmm. Okay, just be careful. <laughs> and so they take off, right? Uh-huh. And like they take like three steps, and then there's this weird guy just like, "Hi, would you kids like to come with me?" And Bart and Lisa both go at the same time. Sure, sounds good to me. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, and Lisa's like, "Okay, I guess so." You know. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, no, don't do that, kids. Please. Yeah, yeah. This is, that's what your parents are trying to keep you from doing. That's stranger danger. Mm-hmm. And so. Turns out that this man has invited Bart and Lisa to participate in a focus group, a cartoon focus group, right? And we see a Ralph, um, I don't know the girl's name, is there? Janie. Janie, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. The black girl? Yes, Janie. yes, it's Janie, okay. Nelson and Milhouse are all there already, mm-hmm. right? So they've been lured in here. And so they're all pretty excited because they learned that they're going to actually be watching cartoons. And so the man says, we want you to tell us what you think. And be honest, because no one from the show here is uh, is here spying on you. And he kind of chuckles a little bit, right? And then we hear a sneeze coming from the other side of the mirror. Yeah, so there's a huge two-way mirror there. I mean, it's so obvious, mm-hmm. right? And Lisa says, uh, why is that mirror sneezing? And the guy's like, ah, look, it's just old, creaky mirror. You know, sometimes it sounds like it's sneezing or coughing or talking softly. And... Uh, Lisa has her Marge moment right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Like, she's suspicious. Yes, very su- suspicious. So, it's a focus group, right? And the guy keeps telling them that every kid has a knob in front of them and to turn it to the right if they see something they like and to turn it to the left if they see something they don't like. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, Ralph, with a knob in his mouth, says, My knob tastes funny. And the guy's like, please refrain from chasing the knob. Oh, God, Ralph. 
Uh-huh. But that's always rough, right? He's got to put it in the mouth. He's got to eat it a little bit. Yeah. He's the pasty machine. And so the first uh, cartoon, it's playing pool. Itchy knocks out, scratches eyeballs with a cue ball, right? And then replaces them with the number six and the number nine balls. And everybody laughs. It's a, it's a good little thing. Yes. If you're a fan of the itchy and scratchy shorts, like this is your episode. Yes. And so, anyway, so everybody laughs, and they turn their knobs to the right. And then, next thing we know, we see this big, muscular guy in a Speedo walking past in a, in a beach, right? <laughs> and Nelson reaches over, grabs Milhouse's knob, and turns it to the, to the right <laughs> a bunch of times. <laughs> and Milhouse is like, hey, quit it! That's such a good... Yes, it is. I mean, hands off, hands off to Nelson on that one, man. That yeah. was a good He knew one. exactly who to go for. Yeah. Millhouse. Oh, man. And so uh, Myers is, like, watching them, right? Behind the mirror. Like, they like itchy. They like scratchy. One kid seems to love the Speedo, man. What more do they want? <laughs> All right. So oh, we go back God. to the kids, right? And the guy's like, how many of you kids would like... Itchy and scratchy to deal with real life problems like the ones you face every day. And then they're like, yeah, 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 great idea, right? Everybody's happy. And the guy goes, and who would like to see them do just the opposite? Get into far out situations involving robots and magical powers. And it's the same reaction. They're like, me, yeah, yeah, everybody's like, yeah, yeah, everybody's happy. And the guy's like, so. You want a realistic, down-to-earth show that's completely off the wall and swarming with magic robots. And all the kids, very quiet, though. They, that's right. Yep, yep, good, yep. Everybody's happy. Uh, and, and, and Milhouse jumps in. He's like, and also, you should win things by watching. <laughs> and this is when Roger Myers Jr. is just fed up. He turns on the lights in the room so the kids can see him through the two-way mirror, Right? And he says, you kids don't know what you want. That's why you're still kids, because you're stupid. Just tell me what's wrong with the freaking show. And he turns off the lights. And of course, Rob. And starts crying. He turns the knobs to the left. Bobby. Now, what, I mean, the thing is, it's so funny because Myers is completely right. But why is he so surprised? You kids don't know what you want. Duh. <laughs> yeah, it's not just the kids who don't know what they want. I mean, it's everybody. Like, Yeah. If you ask your girl where they want to go eat, oh, no. Yeah, God. <laughs> don't get me started. Don't, really don't get me started. <laughs> Babe, you're the best, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would be nice if you had an idea where you wanted to go eat eventually. Mm. You know what? I found the solution, the temporary solution to that. Mm. We take turns now. Ah, okay. You choose this time. And then it's like, hey, I chose last time. Okay, fine. I'll choose this time. Like, we just leave it at that. Yeah. It's worked out so far. You ever feel guilty about taking her somewhere where she doesn't like? No. Yeah, me either. You know why? She had the opportunity to say that she didn't want to go there. It's okay. <laughs> She's an adult. She can say no. Well, see, I think I, think I play it smart. I give her three options or two options that to choose from. And that's mm-hmm. it. I'm fine with any one of these three places. So even when it's my turn to pick, she still picks. 
I can see why you're doing that and it makes sense, but in their mind, it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the cool thing is, if it's two options, I, I want them both. Mm-hmm. So I'm cool. <laughs> Look, man, you're trying to make sense. <laughs> I know. That's, that's I know, the thing. I know. That's where you're going wrong. That's you're trying to make sense. I'm trying to make sense. <laughs> that's, where you're try- that's where you're going wrong. That was said by the Simpsons guy. Yes. <laughs> I, I, and I said it loudly. <laughs> He's right, though. I can't, I can't argue with that. So anyway, so yeah, Ralph throws his little fit. And Lisa decides to stand up, and she walks up to the mirror and says, there's nothing wrong with the cartoon, but after so many years, the characters have kind of lost the impact that they have. And then Meyer turns the light back on, right? And he's like, that's it? That's it, little girl. You've saved it, and scratchy. And then we see that blue-haired Laura come in. Please sign these papers indicating that you did not save Itchy and Scratchy. No way I signed those papers. Uh, no, no. I, I, give, me, give me some money. Exactly. Give me some money and then I'll sign. So we cut to Itchy and Scratchy International, right? The whole parent company. And Myers has called a meeting and he's got all the writers with Krusty, right? And someone from the network, right? And he's like, okay, I figured out how to rejuvenate the show. It's so simple. You egg hit writers would have never thought of it. What we need is... A new character, one that today's kids can relate to. And so all the writers start looking at each other. Yeah. And one of the writers, his name is Oakley, he says, Are you absolutely sure that's why, sir? I mean, I don't want to sound pretentious here, but Itchy and Scratchy compromise a dramaturgical dyad. And Krusty says, Hey, this ain't art. It's business. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yes. And so he's like, what do you got in mind? Sexy broad? Gangster octopus? And Myers goes, no, no. The animal chain of command goes mouse, cat, dog. D-O-G. All right, there's another writer, Weinstein. He's like, uh, a dog? Isn't that a tad predictable? And the, the lady from the network goes, in your dreams, we're talking about the original dog from hell. And that guy jumps in, Oakley, and is like, oh, you mean Cerebus? <laughs> And the lady kind of looks at him, and she doesn't say anything for a bit, and she goes, we at the network want a dog with an attitude. (laughs) He's edgy. He's in your face. You've heard the expression, let's get busy? Well, this dog gets busy. Constantly, consistently, and thoroughly. So he's proactive, huh? And the lady goes, oh, God, yes. We're talking about a total outrageous paradigm. And then so Myers says, excuse me, but proactive and paradigm. Aren't these just... This isn't... Okay, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, he's like, aren't these just buzzwords that dumb people use to sound important? And then he back away, he's like, not that I'm accusing you of anything like that. I'm fired, aren't I? And Roger Myers Jr. comes in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Mm. And so then he says, the rest of you start, the rest of you writers start thinking of a name for this funky dog. I don't know. Something along the line of, say, Poochie. Only more proactive. And Crusty gets up, yeah! And they both walk out with the lady, right? And so that guy, Oakley, says, so Poochie okay with everybody? Everybody's like, yeah. <laughs> That's laziness, right? There. That is what. Isn't that what they accuse Hollywood writers of all the time? Yep. Because is 
Is there any original story out there? Who knows? I mean, apparently there's enough to go on strike. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So now it's time for the guy who's going to draw this dog to get to work. And he draws just a dog. Yeah. Myers goes, no, no, no. He was supposed to have attitude. And he's um, what do you mean exactly? Myers like, oh, you know, attitude, attitude, uh, sunglasses. And so the late, and then the lady that's there from the network says, could we put him in more of a uh, hip hop context? And Chris is like, forget context. He's got to be a surfer. Give me a nice schmear of surfer. And uh, the whole time the artist is like adding things on to the dog. Right? Uh-huh. And here's the other stoner joke. Because that lady jumps in and is like, I feel we should rustify him by 10% or something. <laughs> bring up the Rastafarians. Yes, ring book, bring up the Rastafarians. Yep. Uh-huh. So then yeah. they wait for him to draw and he kind of draws it and everybody looks at it. He's like, and Roger Myers Jr. goes, hmm. I think he needs a little more attitude. And at that moment, the artist Silverman blackens in the sunglasses on the dog. And all three of them were like, oh, yeah, bingo. Yeah, that's it. There it is. Right there. Love it. So that's all it took. Uh-huh. Right. <clears throat> and so we cut back to the uh, Simpsons, right? They're mm-hmm. eating breakfast. And uh, the newspaper headline catches Bart Simon. He's like, hey, Lise, look. They're adding a new character to Itchy and Scratchy. And he's reading his Poochie the Dog. And Lisa goes, adding a new character often is often is often a desperate attempt to boost low ratings. And at that moment, someone we've never seen before just waltzes into the kitchen and says, Yo, yo, how's it hanging, everybody? And Marge and Homer both go, Morning, Roy. And Homer's like, Yeah, hi, Roy. Mm-hmm. So we just got introduced to a whole new person right here. Yeah. And nobody cares. Nope. But again, they're making a they're yeah, making, they're making fun, fun of themselves. Of it, yeah. uh-huh. So hilarious, right? And so Homer's reading the newspaper, he reads that they're having an open casting for the dog's voice. And Lisa actually tells him, like, you should try out. Because right? she says he has a funny voice. But he doesn't think so, right? And Bart's like, haven't you listened to yourself on a tape recorder? to listen to Cheap Trick. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and Bart holds up a tape recorder and asks his dad to say something. So he kind of like tries to do the smooth DJ voice. Yeah, he's like, because like gives a shout out to all the ladies, right? Something like ladies that. out there in Radio Land. There you go, yeah. And then Bart plays him back for him, right? And Homer's like, ah, I don't sound like, I don't sound like that, do I? Oh, I don't like the having such a hilarious voice. Yeah. And it's, you know, nobody likes the way they sound. Guys. Yeah. That's the way it is. That's why we hardly listen to ourselves. Yeah. I'm like, if you don't believe me, guys, record yourself speaking and then exactly. listen to it. Yeah. You're like, I don't really sound like that, do I? Yes, you do. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. But Bart is pretty optimistic about Homer's chances, right? Mm-hmm. And so we cut to later on in the day and we see a line of people there for the voice auditions. And the first person is our friend, Otto. And so he's there, he's really like, whoa, a talking dog. It's like, what are you guys smoking when you came up with that? Wasn't that the third stoner joke? That's the third one right there. And uh, the guy from the studio goes, 
uh, we were eating rotisserie chicken. <laughs> no humor. Uh-huh. Right? And so uh, I was just like, rough, rough. I'm Poochie the Rocket Dog. And Roger Myers Jr. is like, you're perfect. In fact, you're better than perfect. Next to you, perfection is crap. And then we see our friend. Troy McClure. Yeah, yeah. The great Phil Hartman for it. He's like, rough, rough. I'm Poochie the Rocket Dog. Hi, I'm Troy McClure. You may remember me from such cartoons as Christmas Ape. And Christmas Ape goes to summer camp. And Myers is like, you're even better than this guy. And he looks at Otto and is like, take a hike, you bum. And of course, Otto is just like, Ugh. here goes his chance, right? Uh-huh. Next thing you know, Homer's up. He's like, rough, rough, I'm Poochie the Rockin' Dog. And Myers changes his tune. He's like, okay, now that's just bad. You got no attitude. You're barely outrageous. And I don't know what you're in, but it's not my face. Next. And Homer's really angry. He's like, oh, no attitude, eh? Not in your face, huh? Well, you can cram it with a, with walnuts, ugly. And Myers says, that's it. That's the poochy attitude. Do that again. Huh? I can't. I don't remember what I did. Then you don't get the job. Next. Oh, I don't get the job, do I? Well, boo-hoo. I don't get to be a cartoon dog. That's it. You've got the job. And Homer's still being sarcastic here. Oh, now I've got the job, huh? Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, he catches himself, right? Uh-huh. Oh, man. I love when Homer does that. Yes. And so next up for Homer is a recording session, right? And they do like a, a sound check. Uh-huh. And he's like, she smells, sheep smells by the sheet store. <laughs> I have no idea what he was trying to say. Actually, I do have an idea. Yeah, the seashell, he just seashells messed it up seashore, yeah, it's so bad. much. So then the lady in the studio tells him to relax. And she introduces herself. She says, I'm June Bellamy, the voice of Itchy and Scratchy. And Homer doesn't believe her at first, right? He's like, no, you're not. And then she does the voices. And he's like, oh, wow, how'd you, get to, how'd you get to be so good? And she's like, oh, just experience, I suppose. I started out as Roadrunner. Meep. He goes, you mean meep meep? And she says, no. They only paid me to say it once, and they doubled it on the soundtrack. Cheap bastards. <laughs> <laughs> so Myers comes in, gives him the scripts, and Homer asks, is this cartoon going to on the air live? And June's like, no, Homer. Very few cartoons are broadcast live. It's a terrible strain on the animator's wrist. <laughs> That's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. Uh-huh. And so, uh, you know, they, they do their thing, and then we see that Homer and Poochie are now the big thing in the cartoon world, right? There's Poochie advertisements everywhere, even in the Quickie Mart displays, right? Selling uh, uh, Brillo pads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so Homer and June, we see them making an appearance at the Androids Dungeon. Which is the comic book guy store. Yep. And uh, it's got all the nerds in there, right? Including Doug, Benjamin, and Gary, the nerds from Homer's college days, the ones that were in the dorm room. Plus, they also have the nerd squad from the height from the elementary yeah, uh, databases in there, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh-huh. So there you go. So Doug is asking a question to uh, Jews. In episode two, FO nine, when Itchy plays Scratchy's skeleton like a xylophone, he strikes the same rib twice in succession. Yet he produces two clearly different tones. 
I mean, what are we to believe? That this is some sort of magic xylophone or something? Boy, I really hope somebody got fired for that blunder. And June's there kind of nervous, like, uh, well, uh... And Homer jumps in, like, I'll field that one. Let me ask you a question. Why would a man whose shirt says genius at work spend all of his time watching a children's cartoon show? And Doug's kind of embarrassed, right? He's like, I would draw my question. And he starts eating a candy bar instead. <laughs> yes. All right, and so then Database Chips is like, on the itchy and scratchy CD-ROM... I haven't heard that in a while. Yeah. Is there a way to get out of the dungeon without using the wizard key? And Homer's like, what the hell are you talking about? And then June says, you're a lifesaver, Homer. I can't deal with these hardcore fans. <laughs> and uh, of course, then the comic book, book guys... <clears throat> Your attention, please. And the fan tries try to ask another question. Uh, in episode... Your attention, please. <laughs> it says, Mr. Simpson will now be autographing 8 by 10 glossies of Poochie. One per customer. Please form a line. There will be no cutting. I'm talking to you, Mr. Cutter. All right. Mm. And so he cuts through the line. Yep. He's like, parting me, look out, parting me, excuse me, hot soup. Hi. He gets the homer, right? Kindly make one out to me and three out to my friend of the same name. <laughs> <laughs> I love the comic. So the next day is here, and it's time to see the new episode, right? Real quick, huh. before we do that. By the way, kids, we're trying to get something signed with the intention of not keeping it. Don't get it made out to you. Yes, it's going to make it harder to sell, and it's not going to be as much yeah. when you do sell it. Exactly. All right, so Barney goes, you know, Poochie's based on me. Right. And Jasper's looking for a seat. He's like, is this seat taken, little girl? And Barney's like, I'm not a girl. Are you blind? Yes. <laughs> And so Krusty appears on screen, right? He's dressed up to the nines, yep. right? He's got a whole getup on, dark background, one spotlight. He says, once in a great while, we are privileged to experience a television event so extraordinary, it becomes part of our shared heritage. And we show like a picture of the astronaut on the moon with the American flag. 1969, man walks on the moon. 1971, man walks on the moon again. Then for a long time, nothing happened until tonight. <laughs> so he gives a signal, right? And all these people cheer in the crowd. And we get to the arrival of the itchy and scratchy and poochie show. Doesn't it make it hard to say two ands in a yeah. sentence? Yeah. And like the whole intro is different. Yeah. It's like they fight. Embark. 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 Uh -huh. Itchy and scratchy and, and poochy. Yeah. Sure. It, it doesn't go with it at all. No, it does not. And this episode is named The Beagle Has Landed. Which is a great title. Yes, it is. Right. So, Itchy and Scratchy are driving together, and they see a sign that says Fireworks Factory, two miles, then one mile, then half a mile. And then they see the surfer-looking dog. And it just says, look, Scratchy, it's our new friend, Poochie. And Scratchy goes, what's that name again? I forgot. And Poochie introduces himself, probably in the worst way possible, 
Yeah, it was. It's like a whole rap about who he is. Yeah. And it's in Homer's voice, of course. Mm -hmm. And uh, Scratchy's going, oh, Poochie is one outrageous dude. And then she's like, he's totally in my face. Now, keep in mind, we really never hear Itchy and Scratchy talk. No. Unless they're screaming. Yeah, exactly. Or laughing. Yeah. So then uh, Poochie proceeds to a guitar solo, right? Which is just totally driving the show off the rails. Uh-huh. Right? And it's, it's now we're, he's talking about see how Poochie rocks. And, and then we see, we cut back to the, to the Simpsons house and Millhouse is there kind of crying. He's like, when are they going to get to the fireworks factory? Yeah. But everybody's there. So Mulder's like, can somebody tell me what the hell is going on? Midge, help me out here. And Homer's like, quiet. You're missing the jokes. No jokes. <laughs> No jokes. So the cartoon continues, right? And Poochie capers about, which is being outrageous, right? He's skateboarding. Uh-huh. He's playing basketball all at once. Yep. Right? And he uh, hands his hand out to Scratchy for a high five. And then he kind of like says, catch you on the flip side, dude, Meisters. And Scratchy tries to give him a high five. And he's like, not. Hey, kids, always recycle. To the extreme. This makes no sense whatsoever. Uh-huh. And he drives away in the sunset. They don't even stop at the fireworks factory. Mm-hmm. And everyone back at the Simpsons house is not happy. Yeah. Nelson says, that stunk. Yeah. And everybody thinks it stinks, right? And, uh, but they don't say anything yeah, because they don't say anything. They don't want to hurt Homer's feelings. And everybody just kind of starts uh, filing out. And here's how you know it sucks. Yeah. Ned tells Homer, Homer, I can honestly say that was the best episode of Impy and Chimpy I've ever seen. <laughs> and Carl goes, yeah, you should be very proud, Homer. Uh, you uh, got a beautiful home here. And he walks up. Right. And as Nelson walks out, he punches Bart in the arm, right? Takes his head off Bart. Mm-hmm. And so Homer's like, so, it was pretty okay, huh? And Bart's like, Mom, can we go to bed without dinner? Yes, we can. She says, they all run upstairs and hear all the doors slam shut, right? Mm-hmm. And Homer's like, well, at least I liked it, didn't I? And his brain's like, oh, you don't want to know what I think. Now look sad and say don't. And Homer goes, no. Terrible, right? Uh-huh. Okay, so we cut to breakfast the next morning. And Homer is very upset. He's wallowing in his own self-pity. Lisa tries to, uh, you know, make him feel better, mm-hmm. telling him that Poochie was a soulless byproduct of uh, committee thinking. It's like, you can't be cool by just spouting off a bunch of worn-out buzzwords. And, of course, Bart has to cut in with his worn-out buzzwords, like, don't have a cow, Lise. And Marge <laughs> says, that's right. Let's, none of us have a cow. Marge is so late. Uh-huh. And Marge just says, all that matters is the fan of the shows liked it. So next thing we know, we're at the, the Android dungeon again. Yep. And the comic book guy is there. And he says, last night's, episode, last night's Itchy and Scratchy was, without a doubt, the worst episode ever. <laughs> As only the comic book guy can do. Uh-huh. Right? He's like, rest assured that I was on the internet within minutes Registering my disgust throughout the world. And Bart guys, Bart goes, hey, I know it wasn't great, but what what right what right do you have to complain? As 
loyal viewer, I feel they owe me. Bart's like, what? They've given you thousands of hours of entertainment for free. What could they possibly owe you? If anything, you owe them. He kind of stops and thinks, right? Worst episode ever. <laughs> True nerd, right? Uh-huh. And then we see Ken Brockman with his segment, My Two Cents. And he says, far be it for me to gloat at another's downfall, but I have a feeling that no children are going to be crying when they put this puppy to sleep. <laughs> He's right. Uh-huh. Right, so Krusty's there watching the report. You know, he's desperate. Right, so he's got a meeting with the writers and the producers that have been called to fix the problem. And he's just there, what the hell happened? And uh, the lady goes, I'd attribute the product failure to fundamental shifts in our key demographic, coupled with the overall crumminess of Poochie. <laughs> and Krusty's just upset, right? He's crying, he's begging the writers to do something. And then, of course... Homer comes in with some suggestions. He says, one, Poochie needs to be louder, angrier, and have access to a time machine. Two, whenever Poochie's not on screen, all the other characters should be asking, where's Poochie? Three. And Myers cuts him off. Great, great. Just leave them right there on the floor on your way out. <laughs> He's not going to do it. Right? No. Homer suspects that everything isn't going too well, right? So he doesn't quite leave. He stays outside the door so he can listen in on the meeting. And he's he doesn't like what he hears. Yeah. And that night he tells the family what he did hear indeed. He's like, There's, then they said they were going to kill Pushy off. And Bart's like, really? Oh, how terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Marge says, it's not your fault, Homer. It's those lousy writers. They make me madder than um, yakking heat. Terrible. <laughs> That's oddly specific. Yeah, the writers are making fun of themselves at that point. Uh-huh. So Homer agrees. Says, I won't let them treat Poochie like dirt anymore just because he's the new guy. And Roy is there, right? The new guy is like, right on, Mr. S. Put a sock in it, Roy. <laughs> and so we cut back to the recording studio. Right? Myers and everybody is there prepared to report Poochie's death scene. But Homer refuses to stick to the script, right? Instead, he wants to read some lines that he wrote himself. Myers doesn't let him, right? Yeah, he says, uh, we can do this without you. Yes, and then June says, well, then I'll quit. So Myers says, all right, fine. Let him do what he wants, right? And so June starts and itches voice. Hi, Poochie. You look like you've got something to say. Do you? And Homer's like, Yes, I certainly do. Hello there, Itchy. I know there's a lot of people who don't like me and wish I would go away. I think we got off on the wrong foot. I know I can come off as a little proactive, and I'm and for that, I'm sorry. But if everyone can find a place in their hearts for the little dog that nobody wanted, I know I can make them laugh and to and cry until we grow old together. And cut, we hear. Right? Yeah. Everybody kind of claps, right? Yeah. Yep. And so we cut back to the Simpsons house, right? And they're watching the new episode of Itchy and Scratchy. And Poochie, mm-hmm. right? And uh, Homer says, now kids, I know you love the old Poochie, but the new one is going to be better than 10 Super Bowls. I don't want to oversell it. 
Judge for yourself. <laughs> so this particular episode opens up at an ice sculpture contest. And Itchy is cutting into Scratchy with a chainsaw when Poochie comes by. And we hear the line that June had done, you know, hi, Poochie. You look like you got something to say. Do you? And Poochie's like, yes, I certainly do. And that part's in Homer's voice. Yes. And then the rest is now in Roger Meyer Jr.'s voice. I have to go now. My planet needs me. And then we see the animation cell lift up, right? And uh, apparently he just got beamed up to his own planet, right? Yeah. There's, there's a note that says, Poochie died on the way back to his own planet. <laughs> and Bart's like, wow, Poochie came from another planet? And he's like, uh, I guess... And Homer can't believe that he was double-crossed by the studio. Ah, well. And crosses her, Poochie's dead! <laughs> all laugh. the kids in the audience are going crazy. Yep. He says, well, kids, we all know that sometimes when cartoon characters die, they're back again the very next week. That's why I'm presenting this sworn affidavit that Poochie will never, ever return. And the lawyer comes in. This document conforms to all applicable laws and statutes. And kids cheer, right? Uh-huh. And uh, Bart and Lisa are cheering too, but they're trying to hide it, but they can't hide it from Homer, right? Mm-hmm. And Bart's like, tough break, Dad. I guess people just weren't ready for Poochie. Maybe in a few years? And Roy comes in and is like, good news, everybody. I'm moving into my own apartment with two sexy ladies. And Bart's like, uh, then I guess this is goodbye, Roy. Maybe we'll see you in a few years. <laughs> so, so, so Homer says, well, I guess I learned my lesson. The thing is, I lost creative control of the project. And I forgot to ask for any money. Well, live and learn. It's the first thing you ask for, money. Yep. So later, we see Bart and Lisa back in front of the TV. And they're watching an itchy and scratchy cartoon. And it's kind of like... The William Tell, where uh, they're shooting an apple off. Uh, Itchy is shooting an apple off of a Scratchy's head. But it's not going to do what you think. It's not going to hit him in the forehead. It's going to hit above him. And he was standing underneath some carbolic acid. <laughs> yeah. And the acid s- spills all over Scratchy. And he just turns into a skeleton, right? And melts uh-huh. off him. Yep. And Bart's like, it's back to the basics. Classic, itchy, and scratchy. And he's like, we should thank our lucky stars that they're still putting on a program of this caliber after so many years. And they both stare at the TV blankly. And then Bart just says, what else is on? Then Lisa changes the channel and the screen goes to static. And we end the episode right there. Yep. <sighs> Fuji. Poochie. And Roy. Are you glad to never have seen Poochie and Roy again? Yes, very much Yes, so. I am Very too. much so. But I love how they made fun of themselves with all of that. Yeah. And that was the thing, guys, like, especially in the 90s, like, replacing characters and stuff mm. like that. You know, there were some big ones that, like, you know, they just didn't, like, the show was never the same. Yeah. I mean, God. Um, I never liked the Cosby show after they introduced the What's your face's boyfriend, Lisa Bonet? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I 
That's like the Three Stooges when they brought in Shemp. Like, yeah. It's just Bring not back the Curly. Same. It's just not the same. No. Nah. Um, yeah. I mean, what show was it? Was it Family Matters or was it Fresh Prince where they replaced the wife with a different actor? Fresh Prince. It's Fresh Prince, right? The Aunt Viv, they gave mm-hmm. it a different actor. Yeah. It just kind of wasn't the same after that. Right? Yeah, they replaced her because nobody liked her. Yeah, that was, <laughs> yeah, that was the thing too. Uh-huh. Not, not in the audience, but I'm oh, talking no, about the cast. cast. Yeah, the cast. The yeah. cast hated her. Yeah. But it does happen, guys. Yeah. But, um, and then they try to continue the show when somebody dies. Remember uh, John Ritter when he died? He was yeah. doing the show. No, it didn't work. It didn't work. No. Or when, uh, oh, dude, when they took Charlie Sheen off Two and a Half Men and put Ashton Kutcher in. Yeah, no. Nah, not that it was terrible, but it wasn't Charlie Sheen, man. Mm-hmm. So, oh well. Yeah. Live and learn, live and learn. They try. So, out of uh, five donuts, how much would you rate this episode? It is a very good episode. It's a great episode, actually. Um, it's not good enough, though, that we didn't have a chalkboard gag and we had a recycled couch gag that took me to five. Yeah. So, I will, I mean, I love the self-hate in this when they make fun of writers and all that, so all that's genius. So mm-hmm. It is a four and a half in a sea of fives in this season. It doesn't quite hit the five like the other ones. Um, but it is still solid. It's funny. The jokes are great. You know, the self-deprecation is hilarious. But yeah, four and a half. I will say four and a half. I'm with you, but not for the same reason. I'm with you because of Roy. Yeah, that's it. I did not like him at all. At all. So I got to dig him for that. I can look past the recycled couch gag for now. Even the Beatles one. Even that, I can overlook, but I can't overlook Roy. <laughs> yeah. Now, if there was music associated with that Beatles thing, then yeah, it would be a 4 or a 3.5. 3.5. But they saved themselves. They, they left out fair the enough, music. Fair enough, fair enough. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's solid. It's a funny episode, right? And it is one of those, like, yes, I am glad we never saw Poochie again. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, the premise of it, yeah. And remember, guys, if you know why they sh- they aired one on Friday and this one on Sunday. Please let us know. We really I want to know. find out. Yeah. I mean, I can't remember. I'm being honest. I just can't remember what the hell happened back yeah. then. I was uh, in the throes of my ADD or whatever the hell it is that I was doing. I was a but- kid, so I was just dumb. I was <laughs> <laughs> it's like 11, 10 or 11 years old, so. Can't blame you for being a dumb kid. Nope. We all go through that. But, uh, yes, please let us know if you can find that out. That's mm-hmm. so interesting. Anything else you'd like to mention about this particular episode? No, I mean, it's still, again, it's a solid episode. And, it, I mean, we don't get a lot of side characters in this episode, too. Except for Roy, Except for Roy and, and Roger Myers. Myers. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do like that we get a little more into, like, Itchy and Scratchy. Yeah. We did see, like, what, four about four yeah. cartoons? Yeah, I like that. So like I said earlier in the episode, if you're a fan of just the itchy and scratchy sketches, this is great. This mm-hmm. is a great episode. Um, so yeah, it's solid. But If you're a fan of the itchy and scratchy and poochie show, uh, please don't let me know. I, I don't want to judge you unfairly in my head. It's, it's not a bad episode at all, guys. It's just kind of like all those great NBA players that just had the rotten luck of playing with Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. Ain't no way you were going to win. 
mm-hmm. and think about that. I mean, that means that's Magic Johnson, Leonard Bird, like, come on, man. Reggie Miller. Um, I will let you know that Jordan never beat Bird in a series. That is true. That mm-hmm. is true. Yep. See, but at that point, Larry had the experience. I yeah. Mean, Larry was at the peak of his powers, yes. and Michael was still yeah, coming up. on the come up, like we're talking about. You and I were talking the fights, about that yeah, earlier. Yeah, 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 yeah. We were talking about that earlier. But, um, yeah, I mean, this just has the luck of being a really good episode in the company of amazing episodes. Yeah. It's not its fault. No. The writers, they didn't do any favors by not coming up with a chalkboard and or couch gag. Yeah. Other than that, Last it was... Solid. It was a great, great episode. 4.5 donuts for me, too. I mean, what's not to like? Exactly. By the way, what did you think of my last meme that I put up? <laughs> that was a great one, man. been a while since you posted. I was like, okay, yeah, it came I back strong. I did, man. Strong. I, I wanted to come out swinging. There you go. If you haven't checked it out, check it out, guys. Yep, uh, on our official show Instagram page, it's official underscore homers underscore donuts without the apostrophes. Uh, give us a follow. I post original memes there from time to time. Uh, let us know if there's anything we can do to improve the show for you. Um, what else? Am I missing something? Um, give us a rating. Yes. Uh, Take the ratings. Whatever podcasting platform you listen to this on, please give us a little rating, five star if you can. Uh, give us a little review. It just helps people find our little show easier hey by the way if by any chance we are featured in your spotify wrapped or anything like that for the year please send us that yeah please let us know maybe we'll send you some i've been avoiding seeing anybody's instagram stories because that's all i see now well, i already complained <laughs> <laughs> that's all i see this year spotify rap mm-hmm. uh-huh. i haven't even looked at mine yet yeah, but please let us know if it's on yours Please, please let us know. Yes, uh, send us a screenshot and we'll post it for you. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll send you something too. Yes. It is the holiday season. It is the season. It is the season. Uh, and until next week, our war suckers.